0: Welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity, a show where I spill the tea, (laughs) I mean coffee, on what it takes to keep more of your hard-earned money without sacrificing the things you love. We'll talk about how to use the principles of wealth, money mindset, spirituality, and more to enhance your financial skill set. I'm your host, Chiyama Njaku. I'm an 18-year accountant and a financial coach. There's something else I'd love for you to know. I've experienced financial rock bottom and have climbed my way out of it. What that means to you is that I walk my talk and I look forward to sharing my experiences as well as observations from my work with clients to help you walk yours. Y'all, I believe we all have a right to prosper. With that said, enjoy the show and let's go. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity. I am super excited to, that you all are here, that this is the first episode, introduction episode. Before I get into it properly, my name is Chiyama. Feel free to call me Chi, or if we are going way, way, way back, as in what I was called when I was a child, my name is Chi Chi. So quite a few nicknames I've taken a lot on and I 100% believe that we have a right to prosper. So why do I believe we all have a right to prosper? That's because money is a resource that serves you, that serves me, that serves all of us. I'm here to help you keep more of your hard earned money. And I believe you do that. Not I believe, I know you do that without cutting the coffees or the dinners or precious time with friends and family you don't need to cut out vacations. You don't need to have cheap food and, and to, to have money. You shouldn't have to chirk the quality of your education or question whether or not you should put clothes on your back. So really, I believe you can keep more of a hard-earned money without sacrificing anything and everything that keeps you safe, sane, and happy. So why can I say this? because I was the person that I cut the coffees, I cut the dinners, I cut a lot of expenses. And guess what? It didn't solve my financial problems. Before I get ahead of myself, I'll go into detail about that. I'm an accountant, so that means I've looked at a lot of money over the years. To be exact, going on to 19 years, I've been an accountant. I'm also a financial coach, and so Financial coaching is really about getting into the emotions, right? If you are a little bit too close to your money, it takes someone outside of you to see what you can't see. You're too close. So I can help you put together a budget that's best for you and your business. I can help you forecast that's best for you and your business. I can determine, help you determine. So I'm partnering with you to determine whether or not your loss, your, your launch is truly profitable. I can help you pay yourself. I can help you repay debt. And so it's a study. I'm a financial coach because I get to study your actions. I can see how your beliefs show up in your finances. That's what I love about pairing accounting and financial coaching together with that. You get to actually achieve your goals and have money be the resource that truly serves you without taking a guess at whether or not it's coffee or the sky or should you have purchased that Gatorade at the store. You don't need to guess, you know, and you gain confidence in looking at your money because, you know, it's there to help you. So more on my background as to where i'm coming from i have i want to give like a bit of a humble brag to really set the stage here i have an mba i also have a master's degree in accounting and i'm thinking about getting a third master's degree all in taxes because whoo boy mm, i see some of you get some of your tax and money management advice from the interwebs like tiktok and instagram <coughs> And it's putting a lot of you into trouble, but the bare question is: Why are you more willing to listen to social media versus someone that studied and nerded out, nerded out, nerded out? That's my language. Nerded out in taxes, in all things, money management, and cash flow. Why is TikTok and Instagram more approachable than someone like me? That's what I'd like to know, and that's why I'm considering getting a master's degree. I love understanding why humans do what they do and it helps me serve you better because if you can if you trust instagram more than someone like me that's a problem right that that's something to really be looked at so i'm curious about that continuing on i began my career as an auditor and that meant i went into companies like mom and pop shops all the way up to fortune 500 companies to validate their financial statements. To do that, I would look at a lot of bank accounts. That includes credit cards, loans, lines of credit. I looked at invoices. I looked at receipts. I contacted vendors and I talked to employees in the company. Super fascinating, super fascinating. Just to make sure that what's reported as the balance on that financial statement is really true and accurate as possible. Complete is what we use. From then on, I worked as an accountant for other companies, and I eventually ran an accounting department. I said successfully, but guess what? As good as I was at my job, I was really bad at managing my money, and that's why I gave the humble brag. I had to to paint a picture. I should know how to manage my money. I didn't. And to be specific, I lived from paycheck to paycheck and occasionally overdrew my accounts. And I did that, that happened despite cutting the coffees, as I mentioned earlier, cutting the dinners. I, I cooked at home. I, I brought my lunches to work. I canceled the gym memberships. Um, I did DIY nails and hair. I went to the salon only as needed. If I went out to eat, I would eat only, I would actually look at only the chicken or the vegetarian sections of the menu because that was often the cheapest, which was interesting because I read a book called titled Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And the author, T. Harbecker, mentioned that, the eating of the, on the vegetarian and chicken sections. And I fell out laughing. Because <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah, that was my life. I lived in some not-so-great neighborhoods as well, just to cut the cost. Of course I read the blogs, the personal finance blogs, that told me what to do. And it didn't stop me from having financial issues. It really didn't. So just give me more of my story. Eventually, I would think that I just didn't earn enough money, which is strange as I was a single girl and I earned six figures at the time, $110,000 per year to be exact. But apparently I was broke. So I blamed the county, and I decided to become a yoga teacher. Don't laugh too hard. Okay. I saw a lot of people in the fitness industry doing well for themselves, including yoga. And I was inspired, not to mention I was a fit chick. So I wanted to get into fitness and do more to be of service, to help people be healthy and fit, because that was my lifestyle. You know, I I knew how to make things work. Remember, I cut the gym membership, right? So I had to get creative. And um, I thought that I would transition into that, you know, into that role. And well, as life would have it, I'm reading my notes here, as life would have it, um, I didn't have enough time to transition. I actually left my, my, the job where I was running the accounting department and I took on a consulting role thinking that it would give me more time and flexibility to transition into being a fitness personality and not so fast. That consulting job was actually not legit. So the contract shouldn't have happened. And I found myself without income. And because I was living from paycheck to paycheck, that meant I didn't have savings, like not at all. So I had to move in with my parents. And that was 2015. I was 35 years old. And I was my financial rock bottom. And hitting rock bottom sucks, y'all. But it is a great wake-up call. It, it will force you to look at things. If you allow yourself to see the lesson, and I'm seeing it now. I'm starting to appreciate it now. I'm not trying to be all fluffy. Be, see the positive things. I, I didn't like hitting rock bottom. But I had to learn like what was really going on and with my finances, because that was a big message. I was making great money actually. And then I lost it all. It wasn't about cutting coffees. It wasn't about the dinners. It wasn't about not earning enough either. I didn't know what I wanted. That was the key. I was so busy trying to live up to other people's expectations and standards and way of life instead of honoring my own. I would like for a lot of you to take that in because what I just said applies to a lot of the people I serve and maybe to you. Are you living according to your own standards? Are you honoring your life or are you honoring what someone else expects of you? And I say this because I realize that it's not safe for a lot of us to know what we want. The people who are, they're successful now, but they'll talk about their rise to success and how no one supported them. They were ridiculed. They were made fun of. That ain't easy. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's not safe to really declare what you want, but it's the best thing for you as it's the fastest path to not just riches prosperity life fulfillment when you know what you want you can tell money how to help you that's when your money serves you that's when it doesn't leave as fast as it comes in that's when it stays with you that's why money is a resource serve, that serves you it's waiting for your direction Now I mentioned my clients have similar outcomes, right? Because yeah, almost every single prospect and client that has talked to me has said this, but I cut the coffees and I look at their money and I could see when they have tried to cut expenses versus the before. So the before and the after. And when I look at the before, I see right away that the penny pinching stuff called coffees is not. Their problem or was not their problem. It's the same thing I mentioned for me. They had no idea what they wanted. So they were in reactive mode and living, managing their money, managing their business and life according to what's quote unquote supposed to be. know it was living according to someone else's expectations. What society says for them, what their parents say for them, what the neighbor says for them. They're taking advice from people that don't have money. How many of you have done that? You take advice from people that don't have money. money. You take money advice from people who don't have money. Can I tell you that a lot of the people on the internet that are giving money advice don't have money? So they're repeating what someone else is saying. They don't have fact to back it up. Just saying, not trying to be a hater. I think the money conversation is great. It's more, it's needed, but it, there's depth. And so that's the purpose of this podcast. I want to create some more depth in terms of the money conversation. Not just a six steps of financial freedom or how to clip more coupons or shop on the cheap. Those are great. There's a place for that. That's not this podcast. This podcast is really about filling in what I see as some, some big blanks. So it's, it's, to I want to help you grow your bank accounts, y'all. And it's not to hoard money. It's to confidently know that you can manage money, that money is easy to come by, and that money needs to flow. At the end of the day, you're here to live life on this planet. So some conversations, because I'm going to talk about some things that not many people talk about, but we need to, to enrich this conversation. I've mentioned coffee a few times. So some of the things that some episodes that are coming up, I'll be talking about how coffee does not make you broke. My business is called The Mindful Bookkeeper. So my brand is all about mindfulness. So wouldn't it be interesting for me to talk about how money mindset is keeping you broke? Can't wait to release that one. I'm going to also talk about how tracking your finances, in other words, bookkeeping, helps you manifest money. If you're in an industry where being broke is cultural, I mentioned I'm a yoga teacher. I'm going to talk that through too as an explanation as to why you might be struggling with your money. It's because your industry expects it of you. I'm going to get candid about my adult life. For most of my adult life, I've had bad credit. And it hasn't stopped me from owning luxury goods or taking a vacation. So I'm going to talk that through and share with you how I've been rebuilding my credit and what I've been able to do in general. And I would be sharing, because I mentioned I'm the mindful bookkeeper and mindfulness is my brand. I'm definitely going to be talking about how to use the tools of mindfulness, like meditating, journaling, creating a vision board, how to use those tools as a supplement to the money management tools, such as budgets, forecasts, connecting with a bookkeeper or an accountant, And so much more. And that's just the first season. The second season, well, I'll I'll speak to that one when it comes. But I'm, I'm actually going to be exploring all the other ways, showing you all the ways that money impacts your life and your life impacts and influences your money. Because the reality is, is you all have a right to know. And I find that, again, a lot of information, a lot of context with the money discussion is missing you can't make good decisions about your finances with half information. Now, I wanna share a personal reason for why I'm sharing this podcast. I don't wanna muzzle myself anymore. <laughs> I, um, I got a lot to say. I mean, like I said, I'm going on to two decades of being an accountant and looking at money. So there's a lot for me to say because it's not being said. And I want to express my gratitude for being able to come on other people's platforms be it a podcast or being a guest speaker at a masterclass or even giving the occasional keynote to talk about managing money and being financially empowered. I'm grateful for that. I'm about being transparent. It's my truth. It's my my lens, but this is a two-way street and I would expect and hope that you all feel free to send your feedback and comments about the episode that you've listened to doesn't always have to be positive, you know? Keep it real. That's what this is about because when you keep things real, we end up having real conversations. And when I say keep it real, don't be nasty. <laughs> please don't be nasty y'all. You can be fair. Be fair and firm, but don't be nasty. Keep it real. <laughs> please. So yes, please feel free to share your feedback and your comments and your thoughts. And I'd appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please leave a review. It, it would make it easy for you to see more episodes and, to, and for others to find this episode because you'd be helping another person out too and saying, Hey, you've got to listen to this podcast. And that's that, you know what I'll also be doing as your comments come in, your, your feedback, your statements, I will share them. It's important for your voice to be amplified because that's what matters here it's not a one-sided conversation it's a two-sided conversation so we all deserve to prosper y'all and yeah you might hear my dog in the background just saying he's he's here his name is Brody (laughs) with that said I appreciate your time and cheers to your prosperity let's get started